0: Hello, and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that makes me Mike. What do you got for us this week, Mike? I bet you got some cool stories from the hotel.
1: Ah, you know. You know I've got some fantastic stories, and nearly every one of them revolves around uh, an unwanted glimpse at another man's penis. Is that just par
0: for the course with this particular job, do you think? Or is this... Some sort of, like, you being in where you were when you were,
1: that the universe
0: brought the dicks to you.
1: Yeah, I I feel like I was uh, unduly um, really um, targeted by the universe for this particular thing. I'm sure that there's probably somebody that worked there that saw more penises or and, you know, some amount close to what I have, but... They probably didn't catalog them uh, as I have, so Mm -hmm. uh, not cataloging them as in remembering what they looked like, particularly, but into different categories of uh, of stories. Michael's uh (laughs) (laughs) Michael's
0: bestiary of penises.
1: (laughs) Yes. So let's all. I like, sit down in a fucking leather seat next to a fireplace with a smoking jacket on and a pipe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to remember the stories of surprise penises this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're all and they're all woodcuts. The pictures are woodcuts or those those really delicate drawings like. I'm Lewis going and Clark with. Did. I'm
1: going with Scrimshaw.
0: You know, I would have been a terrible. I would have been a terrible explorer because I can't draw for shit. You know, all these explorers were able to like. Draw plants perfectly. Draw birds perfectly. Yep, I had no problem drawing this fucking (laughs) bird anatomically perfectly. I'm an explorer. That's you know, like I'd be a shitty explorer because I didn't have a foot. They didn't have cameras back then. You had to draw every
1: single. Every single person I drew would look like a Jim Davis. um, You know, the guy who writes Garfield. It would look like a reject from one of his things because that's the style of cartooning that I usually undertake. And the plants and stuff, yes. Why does everything in here look like a fucking Christmas tree or a maple leaf? Because those are the two (laughs) things I can draw. I don't know. Everything out there looked like that to me. It was green. It had leaves. It was green. And it had, like, five leaves. leaves. I don't recommend wiping your ass with this one. No this, one, oh, no,
0: this one burns.
1: My <laughs> <Hey>. grundle <laughs> is still not fucking back to normal. The grundle tales
0: of uh, of Mike.
1: Yes. So let me let me dive right into my stories here. These are two yeah, rather please. rather two rather quick ones, but still I'm gonna try to paint them as vividly as I can. So both of these particular things happened in the spa area. Uh, one in, in a, in a men's locker room and the other in, um, in a sauna. So the one in the locker room, uh, essentially, you you know, those, I, I don't know if you're familiar with rain showers, but like in places like this, a rain shower would have like a fucking shower head that was literally like, I don't know, 10, 12 inches in diameter. Okay. So it's like a massive shower head that has a bunch of little, um, little holes in it so that it it's supposed to simulate, um, um, rain. Okay. And normally next to that, and this is the, this is another kind of a funny offshoot from that story. They have a, a, a hose that like, if you get a mud bath or something like that, they'll take you in there and they will stand you inside of this like little stall area and they will spray you down with this hose. And I've heard tale. I've never seen it, thankfully, but I've heard tale that this hose is akin to a fire hose. <laughs> <That> you'd be <laughs> blasting somebody right in the fucking butt and in the back, you know, in all over their body, essentially, with, like, high-pressure, warm water. And I was like, so if a guy really is an asshole the whole time, you're like, you could tell him, like, okay, I need you to stand a face away from me, and just have your like slowly apart, just blast him in the ball sack from the back with, like, a, with like a fucking hard jet of water or something. <laughs> so... I get called to come up because this guy says the shower head fell off and hit him. Now, these shower heads, like most shower heads, are put on with, I don't know, I would say at least probably eight to ten turns worth of threads on it so that they don't come off. Mm-hmm. How this managed to fall off, I don't know. But he's got this little cut on his shoulder, and I think he had like a scrape on his back or something like that. It wasn't bleeding on his back. And I'm like, well,. You know, I'm going to clean that up. And he goes, well, can I go take a shower first? And I was like, sure, uh, I guess, you know, I got caught up here because this was important. I didn't say this to him, obviously. It's like an emergency. But, yeah, you go ahead and take a shower and I'll stand here and wait. Thinking most people that have any kind of self-awareness or anything would walk over to the shower, close the curtain, then take their towel off. This gentleman, we're on the carpeted area before you get to the separation where the toilets, showers, and everything are at. Drops his towel immediately where we're standing at and struts across the fucking locker room. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't even – I turned to the person that was with me. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. What do I even say to that? Huh? How old was this guy? Uh, I would say he was probably in his uh, maybe 50s. Okay, so
0: two things that immediately are true to me then. One is this guy's a baby boomer, which mm. that makes a lot of sense. My, I, I don't think that my parents or your parents fall under the baby boomer thing. In a lot of the ways that that we think of, typically think of baby boomers, you know yeah, what I no, mean? They're, like, they're,
1: they're not those entitled. Yeah, they're know, not. They're absolutely weirdos. not. I don't.
0: I don't know many people's parents who do, but there is a typical baby boomer, uh, and that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> with Most this of these guy. people
1: don't have children. That's that's the secret.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably because children would
1: take away from you know their their opulence. <laughs> or perceived opulence. So, that day there, I saw a lot more butt cheek and stuff than I did his wang. Thankfully, but it was just like, dude hands me the shower head, drops his towel, fucking walks away, and I was just like, I don't even, I don't even know, like I, I don't even know how to react to that. Should I have been like, all right, man, nice cheeks, or something? You know, like should I have complimented clapped. him? You should have clapped. It, oh damn it! A clap would have been an awesome one there if I yeah. didn't value my job at that point. So the other one, this is the most awkward one that I that I kind of had to deal with, and that was there was a man who who had a uh, who had like a like a membership, and he could come there and like use the facilities and go into the steam room and stuff. This guy was hung like a fucking uh, like a I don't know a fucking blue whale the guy had a gigantic wang Mm -hmm. big hairy balls big fucking wang and he used to sit in the steam room without a towel Hmm? circumcised um important details here come on yes i believe so okay to be honest with you that is one thing i'm embarrassed i don't remember (laughs) <laughs> embarrassed why I don't know but he was he used to, he used to like to come, come on, in I and I need more details about this dick. Mike, what <laughs> kind of fucking asshole are you? He had a big blue vein that ran the length of his shaft and into the glands. <laughs> mm. Nobody uses the word glands enough. Um <laughs> so anyway, he used to come in on a regular basis and had apparently been doing this for a while. And as you walked into the uh men's locker room, there was a steam room that was off to the side. And he'd be in there with a towel underneath of his butt, but his legs spread wide open, dick-facing towards the door. And it would make people very uncomfortable. So who do they call? They don't ask the staff in that area to do something about it. They call security to come up there and deal with it. Mm. So now I have to find a way to be like, hey, excuse me, sir, could you put away your massive cock and balls? I need to speak with you for a moment. As it was, I walked – I think I was in with another person. I think that the guy that was with me – and this was, guys, this was a long time ago, so I may get some of the details wrong. I don't remember me specifically having to do much with this but just kind of open the door and being like, would you mind covering that up for a second? And then my, the guy that I was with went in there and explained to him that he had to wear you know, something, a Speedo at least, or just cover your shit up with a towel. Nobody said you got to go in there with your tighty whities on, but for God's sake, put the fucking elephant trunk away. (laughs) He's in there with a goddamn human blunderbuss, pointing it at the fucking door constantly, and it was big. It was a big dick.
0: I gathered by Mm -hmm. your various colorful ways of describing
1: it as such. I think blunderbuss might be my favorite.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: It just came to me.
0: Blunderbuss is something that like. I well for a while I was writing a, a, a comic book uh, with a, a friend uh, that kind of fell through. But uh, one of the characters had a blunderbuss that was basically you threw shrapnel and bits of trash into it and and then yeah. packed it down in down in and that's what it used for ammunition.
1: It was like the first junk jet.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, this was and that we wrote this years before. Um, before Fallout Fallout Four. Yeah. 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 So. I was pretty pleased to find the junk jet, and I I wished it had been more like a, like a like a blunderbuss. I think that would have been cool.
1: That would have been fucking incredible if it had been like a bl- I think there is a, is there a blunderbuss available in that game? I know that one of our games there is. Oh, that's right. It was, um, uh, Call of Duty World War Two. My uh, my son and I like to play that in the. Um, uh, co-op mode where it's basically a, it's a local thing so I don't we don't have to uh, we don't have to jump on the internet and, and have a bunch of dicks ruining our gaming experience just the two of us against each other right and we like to we like to take and randomize the map and we randomize the weapons to where every single time that you die you get a different weapon okay. my son is incredibly adept it's ridiculous to be honest with you with like a shovel or a pickaxe or or a sword or something like that he will fuck my shit up Every time, I can't shoot fast enough to stop him. (laughs) But one of the weapons in there is is a blunderbuss, which is kind of funny because it's one shot and it'll wipe shit out, but it takes like fucking ten minutes to reload it.
0: Wait, so you don't have a secondary like melee weapon at all?
1: Um, if you. No, I don't believe you do because I think that every time that you you normally on a PlayStation you hit Triangle to hit your to get your secondary weapon, and in this if you did it it would well we play it so that you only get a new weapon when you die. If you're actually right. playing it though, you can you can keep hitting that that Triangle button. It'll keep on bringing up different weapons. We do have rules to this. Okay. But. There, there is one map on there called um, Shipment 1941, I think it is. And it's basically like, I don't know, I would say this area, if, if even this large was probably like about a, a 50 by 50 area, where you're just tripping over everybody and there's crates and stuff in there. And you can like climb into a storage container, but you basically end up running into everybody. And if you die less than 10 times... In, in like, you know, eight minutes or something like that, you've really done something amazing. But that's that's the one map where, where especially when when he's using the melee weapon, like a fucking, I can't remember what the sword is called, a caliber I think it might be called or something, but they, there's like a like a giant broadsword, a pickaxe and stuff. Man, he kicks my ass with that every time. You can always tell when we're playing video games if my son is using a melee weapon because I've probably thrown my controller at least once and swore that I was never playing against him again.
0: (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that sounds awfully familiar. Kind of like when (laughs) you and I play Mortal Kombat. Yes. And you freeze me over and over and over and over again as Sub-Zero and you will never play as any other character because you've got Sub-Zero figured out.
1: Sub-Zero wins Uh, flawless victory.
0: (laughs) Until I learned a, a way to stop your attack. At that was in it would inevitably lead to a stalemate or yeah. someone getting lucky because you would just keep throwing that at the the chill attack and uh or was it the yeah it was the chill attack mm-hmm. the really close one yeah
1: cuz i would chill and then i would come up on you crouch down and uppercut uh, that was like right. the most devastating the most devastating move that he can do
0: right and i was and you had it perfected And my thing was, if I just duck and kick at you, I could kick at you and chip away at your health. And you couldn't
1: do anything. (laughs) You were also really good with Scorpion, as I remember, too, because I'd hear, get over here, you know, constantly and everything. So the
0: guy I was good with was Eddie Goro from uh, uh, Tekken 3. When Tekken 3 came out, I actually was one of the games that sold me on buying a PlayStation. And so I got Tekken 3, and I, I was just awesome with Eddie Goro. I don't know. What, Eddie Goro, I can't even remember if that's his name. He, he he did a style of uh, martial arts called uh, Capoeira, which is like Brazilian dance fighting. And it's just fucking wild. Um, you know, like all these like flips and somersaults and like, like – you know, like when you see like uh, break dancers get down and flip around so that their legs mm-hmm. are like in a Y shape and they're they're propping themselves from one arm to the other and then kicking their legs all around. It was shit like that. And all I did was just press random fucking buttons on the controller, but I got into this groove with him, and I was able to carry out these, like, ridiculous, like, 15-hit combos. (laughs) And I could annihilate anybody. I beat the game with him on, like, difficult mode, uh, like a high difficulty level. If I remember correctly, it wasn't the highest, but it was, like, the second highest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, that was, for me, as a gamer, that was really fucking hard to do because, you know... I do. I don't take the time to learn the, the things. It was pure luck. It was just you would have to have some kind of amazing,
1: amazing memory to remember the moves list for any character. Oh, especially Even one newer single character, character. Games. dude. There are so many moves. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we did play Mortal
0: Kombat X, mm-hmm. and I mean, I went through the moves, and there's like, there's moves, there's classes of moves and and subclasses it's nuts it's like well if you do this and then you do a strike at the end but you have to be within this zone like the fatalities rely on what part of the zone you are in relation Ah. to the other character it's nuts do you remember
1: in the original Mortal Kombat when I accidentally did Sub-Zero's fatality which was ripping the guy's head off with his spine hanging down and the body just collapses yep still have no fucking idea how I did it. I was the button mashing king for that one. And you're like, like, I don't know what it is, and I'm like, like hitting all the buttons and shit, and all of a sudden it happened. And
0: nowadays, they're so complicated there's actually like an on-screen tutorial for you to learn all their moves in advance. Yeah, it's crazy. You can sit in there and do it, and I guess that's the thing. If you're like, if you're somebody who has that kind of time, and those lack of responsibilities or the ability to put those, resp- those responsibilities aside for such a long time, <laughs> you too can sit there and fucking play this game ad nauseum for 15 hours a day and get amazing at the, all the moves and then practice them and then get good against the computer and eventually start playing people and being really badass at it and looking like a natural. I just don't see the point. You know, unless it really uh, yeah. truly brings you joy. I can't sit there and or imagine money or money. But can you yeah. imagine sitting there and playing through the tutorial of a game like no. for fucking days and days and then so you were perfect at it before you could move on?
1: Absolutely. Like
0: not. you'd be bored <laughs> as shit. You'd be like, No, 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 I need to get into the actual meat of this game.
1: I'd be questioning my life choices at that at that particular juncture in time. I'm gonna tell you, because I enjoy hobbies that I have, like you know, like well, playing the guitar, stuff like that. I don't even I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that thoroughly, and I still couldn't do it for that long of an amount of time every day. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. That the would idea- that would really push me over the edge. The idea of it makes my ass sweat. (laughs) It's like I just—it's making me a little queasy. I'm not going to lie. It makes
0: me uncomfortable. Yeah, and I know there are people who sit and play like I don't know, like um, what's the really popular one? Um, World of Warcraft. People will play World of Warcraft for like 20 hours straight, and it's like I I know that I used to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose that if it brought me a good paycheck, I could do it, but I don't like yeah. those kinds of games. And to me, it would just be another job if that were the case. It would just be a job with an interface that looks like a game. But at the no. end of the day, it would still be going and grinding, going and grinding. I don't no. like those kinds of games, so
1: I wouldn't do I it. Get- I can get lost in a game, like like whenever the first time that I played, I don't know, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, and any of the Fallout games, really, or even any of the Assassin's Creed games, ones that have a good story, I can get lost in there, or Dead Space, that was another one that I did,
0: mm.
1: like that. I can get lost in that and play for hours, but I don't think I've ever, but maybe once or twice, reached the level where I was... Like, I totally lost track of time, and I was like, oh, this is okay. Yeah, normally I'd be like, I don't know, fucking sleepwalking through the stuff by the end of, like, hour number four, probably, where I'd just be like, I can't do this anymore. I am no survivalist. But I actually played World of Warcraft uh, one time with, like, other people, and I have to say that, um, in my opinion of it, Is that it is the most mind-numbingly boring thing? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you get to fight a little bit here and there and everything, but like a lot of it, I don't know. You spend a lot of time dicking um, around. Yeah, you know, walking places.
0: You're running around, (laughs) dicking around, telling off-color jokes, which is fine and all that, but ultimately, you're you're doing anything that you could do in a bar anyway. But then you're getting (laughs) except getting drunk. Except getting drunk, and then and then if you are, you're not very good at the game anymore. Yeah, so, that's true. If, so, yeah, and then you get to some place, and it's like, so, all right, we fight these things, right? Yeah, w- w- my immersion's completely ruined because there's 800 million other fucking people there, and it's like, yep, it's like trying, it's like going to an amusement park. It's like uh, I want to be completely immersed in the games that I play. And when I'm going there and it feels like everyone's there for the hunting event, like, oh, yeah, it's it's goblin season in this neck of the woods. <laughs> Everybody gets to bag 15 goblins, but don't kick more than that or you'll fuck up their fucking breeding. And
1: <laughs> well, goblin meat is hard to keep in the freezer, too. Yeah. Little known fact.
0: Other than the little known fact is that goblins breed like rabbits, so you can come back pretty much every day. And bag fifteen more goblins and you'll be fine. But you just don't want to overdo it.
1: This is true because there is usually from what I've understood, there is like a king and a queen of the mating pair, and if you kill one of them, you run the risk of wiping out that entire colony. I don't know if you knew that or not. Well a lot that's of, a lot of people are saying it. A lot of people are saying it. Well
0: then it must be true. Yes. Um, and I also understand that that if you do kill those, though, they drop valuable loot that you don't get from other monsters. So, that
1: is true. So, if you have never picked up, and this is one that it's just amazing the diamond encrusted golden uh sphincter. Oh, it's it's worth uh, it's worth a ton.
0: Is that that sphincter jewelry that fits around the, the sphincter and it like sort of snaps into place?
1: Yes. Oh, I mean, my God. the installation is a little bit difficult, and you got to make sure that you keep the old turd cutter right in the center of it, mm-hmm. so that way you know you're not just walking around with things falling out of you. Right. But uh, the end <laughs> result uh, is just—it's stunning. It's stunning. It's mesmerizing. That would be one time that I would be like, "This ass jewelry really works. it, this... it, it really works. It pulls the whole look together." Yeah, Um,
0: you know, it's becoming. I think ass jewelry is a thing that's starting to come into its own. Um, You see that a lot in porn, or girls who are rocking a little jewel encrusted butt plug. Yes, just a little one, and they're walking around with it, I guess, all day, which I don't think sounds particularly healthy or comfortable.
1: Well, I mean, but, it, it is it is usually um, like a surgical stainless type steel, and I think that the worst part of it is probably sticking it in initially because once it reaches body temperature, sure. I really feel like that would probably feel pretty good. Right, It'd be like this nice warm reminder, you know, that it's there. I don't sure, know, maybe.
0: Sure, sure. But when you got to poop, you got to like, you know, pop that fucking thing out and. Where do you put that in a public restroom? Like back in your purse?
1: (laughs) There needs to be a a butt plug holder uh, right over top of the toilet paper, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, there should be a butt plug holder with like a butt plug shield so that your butt plug doesn't make contact with other butt plug
1: leavings. Absolutely. Yeah. And here I'm assuming a a
0: purse, like assuming it's only going to be the girl with the butt plug. But we are specifically talking about girls rocking butt plugs. Well, um, I mean,
1: yes, you were, but I was. I'm 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 thinking I'm thinking in the realm of uh, anybody can really do it if they want yeah. to. Maybe 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 that's your thing. And, and if it is, mm. awesome. Um I think that yeah, that that, that there I, could be a whole niche market for for these products. I'm going to go out on uh, here a and say something for your butt plug maybe. Just that way <laughs> sure. you don't have to worry about contamination. You this lovely little case that you can stick it in and then stick it in your pocket, stick it in your purse. In your coat. I mean, you
0: know. I don't think I'm saying anything particularly controversial, though, when I say that overall, if I were a butt plug person, like when I say a butt plug person, I mean like a butt plug salesperson. Someone <laughs> someone who went door to door selling butt plugs. Possibly. I didn't think you were
1: literally a person made out of butt plugs. So no, yeah. no,
0: no, no. But like, a,
1: <laughs> I, I have like a
0: business that sells butt plugs. Let's just say that okay, and I want someone to model my product, I am going to pick a woman. And that, is, that may initially sound sexist, and maybe it even is sexist. I but think to it me, is. But to me, it is because I think that the female form is more attractive, and I feel it's less blocky and wooden-looking than the average male, or even a really well-muscled, physically fit specimen. Mm-hmm isn't as pleasing to the eye in the buttocks region to me uh, Mm. just in terms of hair distribution and various other aspects that I I know, juxtaposition of shapes and forms. I can't really describe why, but I feel that uh, a woman (laughs) is going to carry that off better. You know what it might be? It might be because there's no turkey neck hanging down in front of the the bulbous area there, you know, like in front you of know the, what? The butt plug.
1: I'm going to tell you why I don't agree with you. And this is not an argument. This is a civil conversation. First of all, I think if you're going to have uh, ladies modeling them, they should be au naturel. So there's going to be hair and everything else. I think that's really, for me...
0: I didn't, I didn't say there wasn't hair. I'd say I that know the hair. that.
1: I'm saying... I think that you're and, and you're missing out on some on some uh, some markets that you would otherwise get. Like you could have a very uh, thin, feminine um, man that is wearing one. You could have a a uh, person of a heavier persuasion wearing one. Um, you could have a muscular guy wearing one, an average Joe wearing one. I mean, you could really, you hit all the right fucking uh, keys on that one and make it an inclusive thing. Butt plugs are for everyone, butt not plugs, just for nice-looking women's behinds.
0: Butt plugs are for everyone, as long as they want it. Butt, yeah. plugs, butt plugs are fine for butt-consenting people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh But there's still the problem of the visual aspect of that bulbous dick and balls hanging in front of that pretty, pretty pink jeweled butt plug.
1: Well, maybe some of us wouldn't mind seeing a little wedding tackle in all of its natural glory hanging down, but also you forget you could have them kind of pull it up front, kind of cross their legs a little bit and bend over, you're going to get a great view of the plug and its natural surroundings and you're not going to see that whole last chicken in the shop deal hanging out in front. See,
0: and that's where I was going with that, is that it is the last chicken in the shop You you can sit here and defend the natural beauty of the human body all you want You can body shame uh, and go against the body shame all you want but I'm body shaming myself and all other men when I say that dicks are ugly as fuck In every manifestation that there
1: is. Tom, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you had the bravery to pose, if you particular, you had the bravery to pose with a butt plug (laughs) sticking out of your ass, I would fully (laughs) expect that you would also be showing everything else just because you've got the confidence. You've got the power and it's all centered around that midsection and lower.
0: Maybe, maybe that's my problem. Then I don't have the confidence and I'm just jealous. I I don't know. I can't say.
1: I Uh, think that, you know, maybe you should try taking a moment and, and doing a little self exploration and, and kind of, you know, maybe snap a picture over your back of your ass in the mirror and just take a moment and and drink it in and try to find something that you find positive about that, about that imagery.
0: Now, see, here's where your difference of humor and mine is, is because I would have said that same thing, but I would have said, and then send it to me.
1: <laughs> hey look, I wasn't done yet. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in the old spank bank. Yeah. Cha ching. I don't know. After you were over uh, for dinner last weekend and you... The, the reaction that I got when I said about us being gay, I just... <laughs> I didn't know if it was safe ground for me to tread on tonight. <laughs> I don't...
0: It, I am not troubled in any way. Um, first of all, if I am gay, then I am. Doesn't make a damn bit of difference because I'm married, so, you know, I'm, I'm off limits. That would make um, you buy. Well, whatever. I... I, I am it. not. I'm not as down on the lingo. I guess uh, I don't think about it that much. I don't dissuade anyone who has a specific set of language that they want me to use for them. Mm-hmm. I would use that to my to their heart's content. But I I just I don't think about it a lot. So if I say one thing, I don't I I I never mean to misgender someone or to miss. Assume their 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 sexual orientation. You know what I mean. Like I try very hard not to do that. I know so, that. So you know when I guess when I said gay, like I don't know. Am I gay? I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like like uh, maybe twenty percent, maybe fifteen percent. It depends on what day you ask me and what the situation is. Um, and and I really think that that almost anyone who's being kind of honest with them has to admit even if they're if they fall the 0 to 5% even if they fall in the 1% everyone's got just a little bit on there. I'm sorry, yeah. but it's just I, I'm not sorry because there's nothing to be sorry about. That's just human nature.
1: I think the people that would say, "Oh, I I'm not mean, not at all," or anything like that are probably higher on the scale than they would like to admit. Probably,
0: yeah. But I, I, you know, I don't self- like that old, that old, well, it takes one to know one, you know, kind of mentality on the other yeah. hand. I do think that there is some uh, uh, projection there, you know, a lot of times when people are very homophobic or, or very quick to say, I'm not gay though, you know what I mean? It's like...
1: If history's taught us anything, it's, yeah... Yeah, I, I just it's don't... the people that, that cry the hardest and the last about something are generally the ones who have some inner turmoil going on that's causing them to act like that.
0: Right, right. Like, to, to I guess my answer to the whole am I gay or not is like, hey, as long as I don't run out of the kind of porn that I like, I don't care.
1: Yeah, hey, <laughs> you know, it, that, uh, it fits the bill. You yeah, know.
0: It, it, I, I'm down with a lot of different shit. You know, it depends on when you ask me what time of year it is, what I've been looking at a lot of recently. I mean, you know, sometimes what's been going on. Yeah. What's been going on? Like the movies that I watch might have an subtle influence on, on, on my thinking in that regard. I'm not trying to be super duper serious with this subject, but it is something, you know, that I think is interesting. It's like, what, what, like, what informs a person who has a fluidity to their sexuality what informs their interests at in any given type of time. You know what I mean? Like, like that's mm-hmm. a study
1: I'd like to see. I think that I would know be one thing that pushes you in that direction and harder is, than anything else. It's Joe Rogan.
0: I knew you were going to bring him up. <laughs> no, I want to clear the air on Joe Rogan. Cause I know you have great pleasure bringing him up as, as my gay love interest. And I do. I don't like him. I don't like his politics. I don't like I don't like his 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 misogynistic viewpoints. He can I be think- really funny, but you know what? I just don't like him. Something about him just burns me and 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 I just feel like he's a great example of toxic toxic masculinity.
1: I think the reason why I enjoy it so much is because he, um, you know, very naturally came up. Sorry, that was me moving a piece of paper that's apparently on my foot. Um, He naturally came up in like the first 10 episodes (laughs) without any kind of, you know. Any kind of lead-in or anything like that, it was it was mm-hmm. comical because he always managed to make it into the episode. So every now and again, I like to, I like to throw a little Joe Rogan into the mix, see what the reaction's going to be. This isn't the last time it'll happen.
0: I know it's not. I know it's not. <laughs> I'll never get
1: away from it.
0: The dude could be dead and you'd still be like, yeah, you want to go fuck his
1: bones. Mm. Yeah, jump his bones. That would actually be yeah. the one time that that comment made sense.
0: It doesn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. I hear about girls that like have like, okay, I don't get it either way. I mean, it's not like I'm going to, again, you know, I'm not going to make this into an argument over male versus female, but I've heard, <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard of guys like, you know, having sex with the corpse of
1: a female. Oh God, I didn't know that's where you were going with that. Oh, no, God, that's but, so much worse. All right. I'm oh, listening.
0: It's, it's way worse. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, technically it's not Halloween for us yet.
1: Uh until tomorrow. So ugh. if this is what Halloween was about, I will never celebrate it again. <laughs> but
0: I've heard of like I remember hearing a story about a woman who like dug up some bones and then rubbed herself off against them. And it's like I,
1: oh Yeah, like I, don't, I mean I don't even I don't even die. wow. Yeah I'm I'm speechless. Hmm. I really mm-hmm. don't even have a comment for that because I, I, I it, it makes no sense to me at all. Well,
0: apparently, I mean, you know, if that's what gets you off, I, I, I don't condone it or understand it. Nah, I, I'm not one <laughs> to kink shame exactly, but this doesn't distinctly sound healthy on any level or legal. Yeah, Does I was gonna say illegal? this. This
1: goes beyond kink shaming because yeah. I think this is probably illegal. Like it's highly um, illegal. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's something having to do with disturbing and desecrating the remains <laughs> of yeah. you know of a, of a person. It just it's seems... a fucking
0: isn't it? Like a fucking hate crime, basically.
1: <laughs> to desecrate I, it, a corpse,
0: even if yeah, there's no it sounds hate?
1: like it should be,
0: yeah. Because what you other know, possible reason would there be? I guess that maybe. That's a love crime? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going
1: to say I hate crime I because think... she, cause she hate fucked herself with it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah, – yeah, she just fucked herself with a marrow bone <clears throat> or with, a, with, the, with the femur. Mm. Fashioned it into a dildo.
1: So I guess if a guy does something similar to that, he'd almost essentially just have to be rubbing up against stuff because you don't have flesh, muscle, or anything like that depending no. on how long – They've been in the ground to uh to be able to have any kind of friction.
0: Now I imagine you could get classy with your necrophilia and like dig up a bone, like a femur bone, and then craft it over time. Oh Scrimshaw. See? Yeah. I knew it would come up again. Cr- yeah, craft it into a dildo using maybe a lathe or something like that. Oh. And then you would have you would have something kind of fancy and you could almost say hey this is a classy thing i'm i'm fucking i'm fucking my ancestors you know wow. and 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 uh, i still think it's deeply deeply fucked up but at least it's kind of cool you know like you've got like cool stuff to show and tell when when you take it to yeah the- to the elementary school to, for career day. I was
1: going to say to the uh, to the prison therapy group. <laughs> I uh, I got to say, this is the disturbing thing for me about this conversation, which is pretty disturbing. Uh, the first thing I thought when you said about taking and putting a bone on a lathe wasn't, oh, that's fucking sick. It was, well, you'd have to use some kind of a filler on it because bones are very porous. <laughs> That was my oh, yeah. first thought. You
0: would definitely have to inject it with some kind of—I'm uh, thinking like an epoxy or some kind of resin, something yeah. that would 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 get into all those
1: pores and
0: and. Otherwise, really,
1: it'd be like a cheese grater.
0: Yeah, it would be. It would fall to pieces. It would. It would. It would shred you a lot. It would tear your ass to
1: shreds, baby. That's for real. You will need surgery. Torn to shreds by the Crip Keeper. and now another tear from my nutsack.
0: <laughs> um yeah, that would <laughs> suck, dude. Oh, I'll bet the i I'll bet the 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 crib keepers um nutsack is pretty dry. I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there. It's probably yeah. like,
1: like you need some jergins on that shit. It's like desiccated
0: plums. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. All right. Let's get off this topic. (laughs) I actually, uh, I had a uh, kind of an aha moment, a little light bulb moment uh, in the past week or so that really helped me come to the realization. Take me on. It's like the, it's like the uh, aha moment. (laughs) Wow, the, the band Aha. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> on that note, uh, realization that I am that I'm old, that I'm oh. getting old. You figured I that to out? Start, hmm. You figured that out? Yeah, I had to start taking fiber. Oh yeah, that's fun. just a little bit, not a whole lot, just a little bit to help uh, help things along, you know. um... Wasn't really having any major problems, but enough uh, issue that I thought maybe maybe a little bit of fiber might help out. And I got to tell you that after taking it for a couple of days, I uh, I had a, a rip-roaring uh, fun time uh, on the toilet only a few hours ago. Oh, man, yeah. that stuff, it really does something interesting. I always thought the fiber uh, was something that you took that would, like, help loosen things up but it actually if you're using the the uh the entire psyllium uh like the full um uh husk i think is what they call Mm -hmm. it um it actually pulls things together and makes them more solid yeah so it all depends uh,
0: it depends on whether or not you have the whole the whole it's not a grain exactly yeah but it's like um I don't know what the fuck it is.
1: I I, (laughs) I don't 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 know how to describe it either, but I know that the one that I got because I asked – I asked my parents because I know they take fiber. And I was like, what kind – and like you have to get the one that has the whole thing in it, not just what – and I'm like, "Okay." And uh, as it turned out, I didn't end up ordering it anyway because I said something to my mom and she ended up ordering it for me and getting me a bottle of it. Apparently, I can't be trusted to, to get things for myself. But, um, nonetheless, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by the, by the outcome. And I got to say that since I started taking it, my stomach hasn't been as upset. My, uh, my lower, uh, gut region has not been as noisy as it would normally be. It's been a very pleasant surprise. I've been taking, um, uh, um, not multivitamins. What are they? Uh, um, supplements.
0: Yeah, they're a supplement. Um, uh, probiotics.
1: Ah, probiotics. Okay. Yeah, like think, women do when they're pregnant.
0: It's sort of. Yeah. Um, you can take them for a lot of things though. And they're, they're really good for your gut because they actually increase the amount of gut flora, healthy gut flora that you have, which helps you with digestion yeah. and stuff like that. Um, there's a reason why they give them to pregnant women. Um, and it's, it's, it's probably a good idea for anyone with any digestive issues to take it. Um, <laughs> and, and I take one every morning and it helps with my GERD because I I have just the worst like pressure in my chest and like, like I don't get the kind of gas where it's like I do. I mean, I'll get gas where it's like I'm farty and burpy all day. But I, more often than not, my gas pre- presents itself in the form of pressure in my chest and in my What do extremity. you know
1: about
0: Pressure. Pressure. Under pressure. <laughs> um, yeah, just like a lot of pressure in my chest and in my uh, my ribs and stuff, and it you know it's just very uncomfortable. Um, well, I'm
1: the guy that farts constantly. I don't burp a whole lot, but I fart nonstop.
0: Well, that so. means that the 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 food is making it to your lower intestines, Mike.
1: Yeah,
0: where where it's being gassed off because your body isn't producing. Enough, whatever, to to make it happen correctly for you. Uh, I'm not an expert, but that's what I believe to be the case.
1: (laughs) The funny thing about the fiber was I know that I looked at the bottle and it said, like, if you're taking it to help you lower cholesterol, you can take up to five capsules four times a day. And I thought, holy shit. Yeah, don't start with that. 20 capsules. No, I obviously I didn't. Yeah, I took if I took 20 capsules a day of this fiber i'm pretty sure i will be shitting out hay bales within a week yeah literal hay bales yeah, like yeah. oh look at that <laughs> dry stuff is powder and and hay are gonna come shooting out of my pooper yeah more
0: poop than you put in your body will come out of it
1: <laughs> considering i don't put any poop in my body you know unless on special well, occasions
0: you put food yeah. in your body that becomes poop so technically poop you fuel do put poop in your body. Yeah, poop fuel yeah there you go <laughs>
1: I had to actually turn my fucking heat on today for the first time. I haven't turned the heat on all this time yet. Yeah. I had to turn it on because it's getting a little bit too chilly. It is getting cold. It kind of came to the realization, you know, I came to the realization after 40 plus years of living in this, in this state, in this, uh, in this particular climate, that it starts to get cold when you reach towards November yeah. You know, I fi- I finally got it. I finally got it. Yeah, you figured that out? <laughs> I, I'm smart. Yeah, I, I think
0: that the full day of rain yesterday definitely uh, made it
1: got damp. Me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was that and I don't have a porch roof right now. Um still waiting on that part of the process to be completed.
1: Yeah, so just get yourself one of those uh like metal framed uh, canopies that you can put out. You can yeah. you can crank it out when it's when it's uh, when it's sunny out, and you can crank it back in when it's not so it doesn't get ripped off your house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying.
0: I do know what you're saying. I just don't want a more compelling way of looking like a piece of white trash than I already do.
1: Uh, that's not white trashy. That's classy, bro. If you see that on an RV, you know those people will fucking understand what the deal is.
0: <laughs> well... <laughs> not my, not, I, I no, <laughs> no, now, now no, now you
1: want to, you want to white trash your shit up. That's when you get one of those, um, one of those lawn balls and you got a couple of gnomes out there playing and, um, uh, you gotta at least have one motorcycle or riding lawnmower. That's in pieces, possibly a car with at least one or two wheels. One wheel really makes it really inexplicable why it's up on blocks. But uh, sometimes that's the fun of it is that you get to tell a story. It's kind of an icebreaker.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say, I mean, I knew a neighbor who had – or I had a neighbor growing up in my old neighborhood who had a, uh, like an in-ground swimming pool and they were really wealthy and everything. Mm -hmm. And they had all kinds of like the glass globe and the mirror globe, you know, and the the gnomes all throughout their yard. So –
1: I I still think they're kind of trashy. I think they're
0: super trashy. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, trashy does not equate to poor. It's a taste. It's a taste.
1: All right. Well, how about then you have a wind chime made out of uh, plastic silverware? You could do that. That would be trashy. That's super
0: trashy. Especially if it's made out of a tin foil, like aluminum oh, yeah.
1: foil. Well, yeah, it's it's going to have tin foil, and it's going to have plastic utensils on it. It's not really going to make a whole lot of noise, but it'll get the point across. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want to get super fancy, though, you can get that expensive-looking uh, plastic flatware. The stuff that's silver. The stuff yeah. that looks like it's actually got some presence and power to it. Like when you pick it up, you're like, "Wow, that has some weight
1: to it." Yeah, that's the kind of silverware you want to get stabbed with at a party because it really won't cut you.
0: Yeah, it won't. But, man, does it look like it will. It looks like a proper fork and knife, and then you pick it up, and it wastes nothing. And you're like, what is this space-age material?
1: Mm." (laughs) Plastic, I love it. Yeah, I got to say, I mean, full disclosure to everybody, I lived in the exact same place that you live right now. So when I make fun of things, I'm doing it, obviously, at my own expense also, because, you know, I was there, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not saying it's, like, a bad place to live. It's not. It's just I want a porch. I want to be able to actually stand out, sit out on my porch, not just have a little thing that goes cranks out underneath my, you know, underneath my my, my door. Yeah. <laughs> you know over no, top over of
1: over, my... over man i'm talking well, yeah. about a canopy bro you're talking about i don't know what you were talking about like a fucking trampoline that attaches underneath your door not underneath over
0: over top of my door but i guess i don't want a small little canopy. i think I you want... said under well i got confused <laughs> i'll say <laughs>
1: I'm starting right now to start getting uh, my my homemade Christmas presents um, organized and um, uh, most of them probably actually starting them, which I think that, uh, you know, almost two months is probably plenty of time to get some of the stuff done, even though like the embroidery stuff that I do is pretty time intensive.
0: What sort of like gifts are you making for people?
1: Well, I like during the course of the year to try to find T-shirts and fabric and stuff that I think um, would be fun to turn into like a uh, like a quilt that you could sit on your uh, on your couch and have it like from maybe like about your waist, maybe a little higher, maybe a little bit on your stomach down to your feet. That's kind of just like a leg warmer. Mm -hmm. Usually attracts the attention of the cats and or dogs in your house that will want to come and sit with you then, too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, you know, that's the kind of stuff. I haven't really, I haven't made a T-shirt quilt yet, but this is the year that I'm gonna do it because I have I have uh, a number of uh, old shirts that I've found over the course of the last few years where I can probably do some themed, some themed stuff where I can use it to make a couple of really nice things. And I think that especially, uh, around here, a little blanket that you can throw over top of your legs is probably a welcome thing on a on a chilly winter night. Even if yeah. you've got the heat running, because who the fuck can afford to run their heat higher than like sixty eight degrees most of the time?
0: Right, right. Because, Especially you know,
1: a, in a place it's hard to heat. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like like a place where it's hard where it's hard to heat. Like you get used to sixty eight. Sixty eight's not so bad. You know, that's that's honestly yeah, in a 68 way, 68 feels c- good. I kind of like it because I like the comfort of being piled up under blankets. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like that's comfortable. Well, getting up in the morning and your feet are cold, all right, that sucks. But, you know, you crank the heat for an hour in the morning and then you go back and you, sur- you live through the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Like, Either
1: that or you just put all your heat when you get into your car or onto your feet. And then by the time you get to wherever it is you're going in the morning, you're like, I'm never putting heat on my feet again. And did you ever have the heat on your feet so much that when you got out of the car, like you had like a little bit of steam coming off your shoes? Uh, Yeah. And you were like, oh, my God, this is terribly uncomfortable. I think my shoes are going to fall apart.
0: One time I was (laughs) I had my foot sitting in a campfire not sitting in the campfire, but sitting on the rocks. And my sneaker actually had started to melt. (laughs) I pulled away and some of the rubber kind of stuck. And I was like, oh, well, shit, (laughs) let's not do that anymore. Thank God those weren't new. Speaking of of burning your feet, my God, man, I'll tell you what, Simon, the kitten that you adopted to me Mm -hmm. um, has, and I've said this before on the show, no fear, but today he proved to me that he is so reckless that I actually have to watch him with everything. Things that I never would have expected, like, like to the level of like baby proofing. Um, yeah, I was opening up the stove to put a pizza in for lunch. And wow. I, I just about he I just caught him as he was about to make the jump up on top of that fucking thing at preheated oven. And he was going to jump on the open door.
1: Yeah, I can say honestly that I never had any of them go after something like that. But that doesn't doesn't surprise me. Yeah,
0: I mean, just I'm like, my God, kitten, you that mm, that would have been bad, Dad, Dad. Like that would have like, been
1: catastrophic for his poor little feet.
0: Yeah, exactly. He would have been like scarred, and he might have had problems walking from ever, for, for, for a while. You know what I mean? Like, like God knows what it would do to him. Um, so I didn't, I do not want to think about it, but. Um, I don't want to bring the mood down, so I'll bring it right back up again with something (laughs) (laughs) oven-related. All right. So I found this on um, uh, Reddit, and I don't know if it's real or not. I don't really care if it's real or not. I want it to be real. Um, Hey, man, I'd ask my mom, but I don't... uh, This is a chat, by the way. Um, Hey, man, I'd ask my mom, but I don't want to talk for like an hour. How do you... How often do you clean your oven? Pretty much never. Seriously? I'm cleaning it every time. It's not worth it. You're cleaning the oven every time you use it? Yeah, the bottom gets gross and full of blood or grease. You're talking about the baking sheet or the actual oven? Baking sheet? My oven has the metal grills on the inside. Wait, one sec. I need a beer for this. So you're putting (laughs) meat directly onto the grills to cook, right? Yeah, to grill it. (laughs) I'm tweeting this, question mark. (laughs) that is fucking golden golden yeah now is that real was that real i don't know i want to believe that it was i want to believe that someone was that stupid i've known
1: people i've known people that have done stupid shit like that
0: well i mean i was pretty stupid when i first moved into my place i remember one time uh this was before i even moved out of my parents house I had just learned the joys of cooking for myself, and I was making something on the oven. More than likely, it was a, che- a, kitchen- a-, a cheesesteak. And um, my mom had these, like, they were like decorative pan lids that mm-hmm. she used to cover the, the grills on the, the stove, and I had not removed that before I slapped the pot pot down on or the, the skillet down on the the burner, and <laughs> b- basically set f- fire or started to cook and melt this um this this pot lid that my mom yep. was using. And and I had to take it outside, and I had to explain to my mom why I was an idiot and why I didn't know how to use the oven and you know all that good stuff.
1: <laughs> My favorite thing is is when people uh, leave stuff in the oven because you store your pots or your pans in there, and I've I've seen this before. A lot of people do it because it's more uh, space saving to take a bunch of like cookie sheets and stuff and stick them in the oven and then you just take them out when you're going to use the oven, but then they forget that they're in there. I've actually had like melted shit inside the oven because somebody turned it on and forgot to take the stuff out. (laughs) You want to talk about a smell that you cannot get out of your kitchen.
0: Yeah, melted plastic. Melted
1: plastic. plastic. Every fucking time. It is putrid. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh Oh shit, that brought back some funny ass memories about that stuff because I've seen it happen probably, I think twice I've seen it happen where somebody left something in there once was was pro- once I believe was me, and that's only because I didn't know the stuff was in there. and I'm like, why would I look in there? Like, that'd be like looking in the microwave before I put something in there to heat it up to make sure that we're not storing a fucking animal or something in it, you know? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I,
0: I, I have to say, though, that I I don't have, like, the keeping the stuff under the, under the microwave, but I have had stuff where it was like, the way that I stored it was weird like I keep a lot of mm-hmm. stuff on top of my microwave and so every now and then like I'll close the microwave lid and the bag to a bread to a bag of bread will get like caught up in there and stuff like that but <laughs> to keep stuff in your, your I know what you're talking about and it just seems like the dumbest thing in the world like how do you wow. not get how ovens work like when you open it up you know you don't just I don't know if you keep stuff in there, you don't you don't take you don't you take it out before you preheat the oven.
1: I guess, you know, right? sometimes you just have a little bit of a lapse of memory. I, I can't I and and as for the microwave, whenever we make baked goods, like if they need to cool off before we can cover them up and stick them somewhere, just to keep the cats out of them, we might stick it in the microwave. Okay. All right. <laughs> just to cool it off, you know?
0: But so. that's it. But you don't start. I guess it's different because you don't start the microwave site on scene. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you might with an oven. I guess I'm being a little harsh to oven folk. Like, there. what are you doing? Um, I'm preheating
1: the microwave. Duh. <laughs> I don't know. But your TV dinner still sitting on the counter. I know. I need the old microwave oven to be warmed up before I stick it in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, God, that's funny. (laughs) your microwave. (laughs) You know, you brought up uh, making things in the microwave, or I did. I don't know. Um, Somebody
1: talked about a microwave. I'm sure of it.
0: And I have to say, like, after much time testing different microwavable foods— and 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 things i have found the perfect country bra- gravy and biscuits
1: oh that sounds heavenly
0: yeah they're they're fantastic there's a couple of things you have to do to to really bring them up first of all it's the it's the uh the banquet they make the, okay the look
1: i'd love to hear this just as much as everybody else but we are running a little bit long so that's gonna have to be a story for another time
0: Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as
1: much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like the person or the machine at the factory that squirts that gravy all over the biscuits. Oh, God, that's chunky and hot.
0: If you'd like to learn more about storytime with Tom and Mike, visit our website, dembeans.biz, D-E-M-B-E-A-N-S dot where you'll find links to our social media presences, our other uh, web presences, as well as sort of behind the scenes stories and links and things like that related to episodes that you've listened to.
1: Yeah, and it's not biz, cause we mean fucking business. That's right, bitches. Or 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 people, cause I don't want to upset you by calling you a bitch. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have called you a bitch. It's, it's I mean, it happens, man. Everybody gets called a bitch one time or another, or son of a yeah. bitch.